Thank you for listening to this message brought to you by the audio ministry of Lighthouse Baptist Church in Schenectady, New York. For more great content, please visit us at lighthousebaptist.org. Now let's open our hearts and minds to the Word of God. Sanskrit. From there he established the Bible Institute and uh, I've been able to reach that region of India. He shall attempt great things to God and expect great things from God. God is a God who can do it. So I'm so thankful for that. So all the glory goes to him. Pray continually for the ministry back in home. Uh, somebody asked that what's the two uh, or three great uh, pressurizing need. One is the Bible College in Northern India, a place called Punjab. And it's a, we just strategically, it's a great open door for the Northern part of India, as well as uh, other countries, neighboring countries. Uh, that's the reason we just started the college there. We really established nearly over 350 churches with the Pakistan border area. We don't go to Pakistan, but they can go to them. Uh, because there are relatives there, because of government problems. And uh, it also avenue for other countries neighboring and uh, much open uh, gospel uh, than any other states of India. Uh, mainly that uh, religion they call Sikh uh, with turbans and then. And pray that the Lord may help us to build a dormitory for the boys there. And I'm so thankful. Thank God God's people helped uh, uh, to build an uh, home for this abused girls' home. Now we have facilities for uh, 40 girls there now. And uh, so then uh, we are also planning to build in a small uh, daycare center so the girls, those who are graduate from the school and got some other education, they can have a job here. So my goal is to bring in the self-supporting. So I appreciate your thoughtful prayers for that home. We are praying for the best for that and the, so you can bring the children there. And uh, we also just uh, ask the, uh, your valuable prayer, continually pray for Timothy and Hannah as they are uh, traveling with me. I'm just part by part uh, giving the responsibility to him. Now he's the one looking after the uh, first college. So he directly take care of that things. Step by step I'm giving so that uh, he's, uh, sometimes I don't want him to be overwhelmed with all the ministries, what is going on. So pray for Timothy and Timothy that uh, he'll be able to strong in the Lord, that uh, uh, smoothly the transition can be happened and I can be go with the Lord in uh, resting there. And uh, see that TB I was thinking about, I never thought I will live uh, up to around 30 years. Then I thought maybe up to 40, but uh, here I am, praise the Lord for that. It's only God's grace. Our time is in his hand and he has given the time let us work uh, hard for his glory. I'm so thankful for Margaret picked me up from the airport. Otherwise, I'll be hitchhiking. <laughs> and uh, uh, I'm, I'm so thankful for uh, her uh, fellowship and hospitality. And uh, I'm so thankful for that. Many of you friends I've been seeing you from long years. And uh, thank you for your constant, continual prayer for the ministry. Uh, it, it's a, a consistently a group of people standing behind the ministry. That's the reason we've been able to reach out. And uh, so pray continually at the same time that we may go continually, faithfully serving the Lord, 
only one goal accomplishing his great mission for his great glory and the salvation of many. Today I'd like to just bring a God's word out to you. The title of my message will be Everyone Has Been Given a Ministry from God. Sometimes we think about ministries only for the missionaries or pastors and deacons uh, or some officials, but every one of us has been given a ministry from the Lord. And you can see that, uh, uh, I like that verse in First Thessalonians chapter 1, as Paul was writing that uh, letter to uh, Thessalonians, says, you are turned from idols to serve the living God, which means we are saved to serve him. What a wonderful way God put that. We are saved to serve him because that God won't use us that we might be a blessing to others. He blesses us, then we become a blessing to others that we can reach out other people. How that God does it? If you have Bible, please turn with me to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. You might have noticed I have a different accent. I'm not like people, those who speak from New York. Uh, but but uh, it's, it's good for you. When I go to South, it's different. Even you got a lot of accent over here. Uh, uh, sometimes people so speak fast, and uh, I have to say, slow down, slow down, you know. Uh, like today's people, young people, they can do. They're typing in computers so fast. I want to do in a PowerPoint. I told my Dawn, my second daughter, Dawn, she's a computer nut, and uh, anyway, uh, I said, help me. So she was going 100 miles an hour. I said, no, 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 I'm 15 miles. <laughs> I am very slow with the one, one finger, you know. So uh, sometimes people speak fast. Uh, sometimes people say, I'm speaking fast. Mrs. Long always tells, slow down slow down you know you know why because uh, our language is the one of the fastest speaking language in the world it's called malayalam okay left to right uh, the same spelling right to left same spelling malayalam okay it has got 56 alphabetic letter so if i just go fast you can show the hands i remember that uh, mrs long always told she has like a mother to me anyway. anyway that if you have bible please turn with me to second corinthians chapter uh, uh, five. Here, the uh, Paul, as he was writing uh, 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 these epistles, and he was thinking about a home in heaven, and knowing uh, uh, that uh, uh, God is building a home there. Then, then he also think about the judgment of God, and so he said, "We pursued men, knowing the terror of God, uh, that they may come to know Christ." Uh, that was his passion. Often think about Paul. Nothing ever could stop Paul from preaching God's word. The Jews thought it's a plague. People just uh, uh, hunted his life. People just tried to kill him, stone him, beaten him, and put him in jail and chain and nothing. No pain, no persecution, no problem ever stopped Paul from preaching God's word because he knew without the gospel, people are dying. Then as he come, uh, to this chapter, uh, come verse 17, he began to show that how God does that work. In the word of God says, verse 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, is a new creature, old things are passed away, behold, all things are became new. So what God does is that he taken a sinner. Uh, as you know, the Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none lives in this world or born in this world without sin. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So the problem is there generally. 
but at the same time, God doesn't want to leave this, uh, uh, the sinners uh, or go to eternal damnation. He's a very kind God. Our God is a loving God, very gracious God. He looked upon with this mercy and kindness. So he just looked down you know, for a righteous man who can just lead these people uh, back to uh, the living God. But unfortunately, when he looked down, the Bible says he was looking down, there is no righteous, no, not one. Not any single one, there is no righteous. Then he looked down the religion. Of course, you can see a lot of religion in this world. They are trying to build up steps towards heaven through their ritualism, through their good works, through their uh, all other kind of efforts somehow, they wanted to reach to God. But unfortunately, no religion can make enough steps towards heaven because we are all have sinned and captured the glory of God. No way they can reach to heaven. Unfortunately, all the religion had effort to just do something to reach there. Uh, but uh, the general problem is that for all have sinned and captured the glory of God. God does helplessly, hopelessly, we are lost in sin. But a merciful, compassionate God, He looked down for a righteous He never found. The eternal counsel of God, what happened? And, uh, and He just made a possible way that how He can just uh, uh, save these people because sin corrupted each and every one of us, everyone. Sin encroached every part of human, human uh, our life. That affected in their character and conduct, and you can see that it affected their habit and itself because we are totally sinful. So uh, what happened that God, through his mighty way and the way of salvation, he sent his son, we called him Jesus. You know what happened? That he, when he uh, just uh, came to this world and he just uh, took your place and my place, and he proved to this world he's the only righteous person, lived this world righteously, without sin, and in him was no sin, never committed in sin, and he just gave his life for you and me. Then he was crucified and died on the cross of Calvary. But his life was not in there. He was buried. But third day he came out from the grave. Thank God today we are worshiping a God who is a living God. That's one of the difference with all other religion and Christianity. We have, a religi we, have a, we, have a, we have a relationship with our living God who conquered death and demons ever living today. Not only forgiven our sins when he, gets, when he just saved us, not only he has given a, 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 a place to heaven, but he began to work in our life. He began to just uh, uh, make a new creation out of us. No matter how deeply sin might have marred people, affected the character, affected even their attitude, affected any areas of their life. But when you put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, He began to start and work in your heart. He makes a new person. That's a hope for the world. Sometimes you'll see in the world, the people sometimes find some uh, people and criminals and other kind of things. They always try to blame the background. Because what happened, the situations and the, and, the, and the family, sometimes the circumstances, and they blame the sin. But let me tell you, there is hope in Christianity. When you put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, no, no matter how deeply ruined your life with sin, but when Jesus Christ comes to your life, He just makes inside-out change. 
you became a new person. And God, the Holy Spirit, come to us. He began to work through the Word of God, through circumstance. The goal of the Holy Spirit is that conforming you and me, those being marred with sin, to the image of His Son, Jesus Christ. That's only hope. And no other religion promised that. Only Christianity, the relationship in Jesus Christ. That's the reason we need to preach the gospel to the lost human beings because there's only hope they can be changed in their life. It can be changed. There is hope. But no other religion promised that. That's the reason the Bible says, and the word says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, any woman be in Christ, it's a new creature. God saves us, forgives us, comes and indulging in us, and through the word of God and the Holy Spirit with the circumstance, he began to just work in a, such a manner. The Bible says the good work which started in your life, his goal is to conforming you to the image of his son, Jesus Christ. We can be changed. There is a hope when you put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. So he been doing a new creation. So he takes a, a person who is just singing in sin, uh, he is just, uh, uh, according to Psalms, what is uh, singing in the miry clay of sin. Where my Savior stooped down and picked you up when you called for your salvation. He just set your feet on the rock, which is Jesus Christ. And he just given a good foundation in Christ and washed you with his precious blood and established your going, put a new song in your mouth. People around you have been able to see the amazingly how God change people. What a wonderful way we have uh, uh, the Lord work in your life and my life. I was just uh, uh, just the strong Hindu, uh, uh, just uh, uh, given to idol worship, but on the broad way which leaded to eternal destruction, sin marred me. But when the Lord saved me, not only he gave me hope in heaven, he also started working in my life, even this year, that uh, he can change my life. What an amazing God who changed our life. So he takes a person, making a new creation, then verse 18, the word of God says, and all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and he hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. What has the word of God says that? He has reconciled us to himself by Jesus. Secondly, there's a new relationship. When we are born into this world, we are sinners. The Bible speaks according to Romans and the Christians and Colossians. The word of God speaks that we, 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 we are just uh, separated from God. We, uh, sin separates you and me from God. Then we are alienated from God. That was the Colossians says. And Ephesians says we were without God. There is no relationship with the com commonwealth of Israel. We cannot do anything with them because sin separated us. Romans says we were the enemies of God. But thank God when you put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, you are reconciled back to the living God. The separation being changed. Salvation not only brings hope in heaven, a new creation in this world, building up an inseparable relationship with Father in heaven. That can be done only, let's look at that phrase, by Jesus Christ. Not by religion, not by efforts. Why Jesus? As God looked down from heaven, he found no righteous person. So eternal Godhead, 
in their mighty wisdom, made a possible way to make you and me to be reconciled back to God. So what happened? God sent his son. We called him Jesus. You read verse 19 says, God himself manifested in the flesh. God manifested in the flesh. You see in the book of the John gospel, John says the word became flesh. God manifested in the flesh. There is no other possible way man and women can get back to the living God in the right relationship. So God became man. We call him Jesus. What a wonderful way that he did that. You think about our God just came to this world, became an infant, born to this world. Look at our Savior in order to save you and me. He has grown up to be a young child. Look at him. He wanted just to save you. There's no other possible way he grown to be a young man. He's a teenage from there to young man. Then what happened when he was 30 years old? In order to save you, he began to prove to this world he is the Messiah sent by the eternal God. Through his work, he did a lot of unusual work, miracle work. Nobody ever did that. But the very purpose of him is not just coming to do some miracle work. The purpose of him to come to this world, to go to that cruel cross, where he became a sacrifice for me and you. What a wonderful God we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. And this, you remember that as he, he went to the cross the previous night, he and the friends and the disciples, they were in the, uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane. My Savior was praying there, Father, if possible, let this cup pass away. My Jesus was not afraid of crucifixion. He knew that these people are not going to show any mercy to him. He knew that they are going to defame him and just slapped on his face and plucked his beards and spat on his face and challenged him. And finally, the cruel uh, uh, Roman soldiers uh, crucified him and put, and uh, he wanted the further, they want defamed him. So he, they put and crucified with two malefactors, wicked people. To encounter him and the wicked one. On that cross, there he was suffering. No eye ever showed mercy upon him. The ocean of mercy, my Jesus, when he was in this world, he went and doing good everywhere. He healed people, he touched and given food and raised dead and did all those kind of things, but no mercy been shown to him on that cross. My Savior for you, for you, and for you and me. He endured that suffering on that cross. Even they challenged him. They wanted to, he just, they thought he needed some uh, water. They, they even just refused to give to him. My Jesus knew that. No, I will be having mercy upon him. But he was not afraid of that. But what was his praying? Something more happened there. Chapter 5, verse 19, the word of God said to me that God was in Christ. God in Christ. The holy God. He took the form of flesh, we call him Jesus, was crucified terribly. 
inhuman way, they just uh, tried to defame him. He suffered all that and challenged him, if you are the son of God, you come out from that cross. Somebody said it was easy for him to come out from the cross than staying there. He thought about you and me, stayed there and suffered that. But something more happened than that. What happened is that the word of God says, God, verse 21, the word is here says, for he hath made him to be sin for us. I cannot understand the fathom and depth of God's love for you and me. The holy God who hates sin became sin on that cross for me. It took your sin and my sin upon him that he might be able to put his righteousness upon us. Physically, mentally, emotionally, he was so defamed and the pain, all the pain he has given to him. More than that, he became my sin on that cross. What a great love we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. Where you can find, no religion can show such a great God, Savior, Redeemer, such a wonderful master who loves his children with sin. He became my sin. And he died alone on that cross of Calvary. The Bible says, verse 18, And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. Reconciliation, salvation is a reconciliation back to the living God. Sin separated us. Not only just to make a new creation working on your life, to conforming you to the image of Christ, is also brought close to him. We were enemies of God, separated from God. When you put your trust in Jesus Christ, you brought back to God, you became his child. You've been reconciled back to him by the death of the Lord Jesus. He's the only qualified reconciler for a lost human who can come back to God. No religion can help. No ritualism can help. No efforts of human can reach to the living God apart from Jesus Christ. He's the only qualified Savior who can save a lost sinner from their sinful condition. That's the reason we need to preach the gospel. The Bible says he's the only one who reconciled us back to God. He brought a new relationship. We were so far away from God. Today by Jesus Christ, when you put your trust in Christ, we have a home in heaven. We will just transform from the family of devil into God's family. We can call him Abba Father. We are so far now, we became the apple of his own eye today. What a wonderful way that that new relationship he has given to us. But with a purpose, there's a new Ministry God has given, new responsibility. The word of God says, And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Given to us the ministry of reconciliation. That's the reason God said, go and preach the gospel. He cannot send an angel because angel doesn't understand what is reconciliation. You and I can understand that. 
Once we were blind and sinful, he saved me. I forgive my sin. Made me a new creation. Now I can call him Abba Father. I have a place for his, in his heart today. And the loving Father has given a ministry of reconciliation. Each and every one of us has been given a ministry of reconciliation. Are we involving that? Thank God you are loving people, you love missions. That's the reason you are here today. You've been able to reach other people. I like that, uh, 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 that parable in Luke chapter 15. Jesus himself says that uh, there's a lost sheep. The shepherd has to come. There are people around the world, they are lost sheep. I'm so thankful that God sent one missionary from this country to India. He was a medical doctor willing to give his profession and life to go to India. There was so much malaria and uh, tuberculosis. He just went and there was a hospital started by the event and worked there. His wife was treating the tuberculosis patient. She became a TB patient. But she came back again. And but, uh, this doctor knew that beyond that physical need, there is a uh, spiritual need. He gave the gospel. And behold, God saved me. What a wonderful way because he was doing the ministry of reconciliation. Like in a lost sheep according to Luke chapter 15. There are people far away. We need to send gospel to them. But the second you can see that parable, you can see there is in a lost silver. The lost silver is not, here is my point. Where is that lost silver lost? In the home. So this lady began to take the candlesticks and broom, and she began to sweep such a manner, very diligently, carefully, and Bible says she was doing and seeking that until she found that one. Here's my point. There are people lost in even Christian homes. Homes. Are we doing the ministry of reconciliation there? Maybe some siblings. Maybe some grandchildren. Maybe some children. Maybe someone in the family, you try to witness to them. But that's a hard place to witness. But prayerfully, graciously, uh, working such like uh, uh, this lady just took the, uh, uh, the candlestick and broom and searching. So we, we need to take the, the word of God uh, uh, by his light and uh, the opportunity God been given. We need to just share that gospel to that individual. Wait patiently. And I always tell uh, uh, the students when they go for this meeting and the outreach ministry, I said, it's really not only important to sowing the seed, but we need to pray with tears that they may come to know Christ. There's a passion for Jesus Christ. When he saw the crowd, he was moved with compassion because people need to come to know Christ. When he's talking about John chapter 4, he said, lift up your eyes, you can see the field is already white. People need to get saved, but there are people in Christian homes. Are we faithfully giving gospel to them? Maybe as the word is preached, maybe the Holy Spirit is just pointing out some individual in your life. 
you've been given gospel uh, 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 you've been given but uh, are you continually giving one of my friends in florida who stays near me is a good friend with me nearly 40 years the other day he said my friend ronnie passed away i tried my level best to give the gospel from last uh, 8 years my best of my knowledge he remained what he was he never trusted him his heart was breaking never gave it up then his wife was saying, who knows that he trusts the lord in the hospital bed there may be some individuals in your family they need jesus christ and god might have put that burden in your hearts a lost silver glad the word of god says she found that silver until she found the silver she was searching we need to pray and give the gospel very gently graciously and uh, prayerfully that the souls may come to know christ then thirdly you can see the lost son this a lost sheep and lost uh, silver lost son the son was raised in a good family why i am telling that because his son uh, took his portion and went and travel and spent uh, uh, lived a righteous righteous life spent everything miserably and uh, finally he became just lost anything seeking for his food he came to the job of skipping the swines and uh, uh, there uh, because he could not get enough food he began to eat uh, share the food with the swines there then the bible says he came to himself thank god he came to himself he began to realize in my father's house there are so many servants live much better than here i will get up and go to my father's place and tell my father i sin against you and heaven here's my point whenever this boy thought about his father he thought about heaven he might have seen his father praying and pleading and begging and spending time with god but because the world and the pressure he was drawn and just spent everything righteously and now need the food and there is no way that he came to himself he remember his father in heaven maybe there are some people who started with with you very good but because they are very not uh, so strong in christian faith and their life with the lord because the world just draw them gone away there are so many backslidden people today what started with good are you having a burden for that individuals praying pray lord bring them back bring them back what a wonderful savior we have he prays for us every day in heaven a wonderful savior we have in the lord jesus christ she's given a ministry of reconciliation there are lost souls far away there are lost souls in your home there are some just uh, slipped away you started with you very good god has given a ministry of reconciliation are you given yourselves to reach out with people so he has given a new responsibility that i i read this passage verse 19 to with that god was in christ reconciling the world unto himself not imputing their trespasses to them and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation some people said we we need to go and learn how to preach you know the bible says we has given the ministry of reconciliation and the message of reconciliation i call it the chapter verse 19 
a, mini, a ministry, a message of reconciliation. It's given the word. Often people ask, what kind of method you use to work with the Hindus and the uh, Islamic and uh, uh, do with uh, uh, Sikh and Jainism, Buddhism, Sarasanism, Sindhoism, all kind of tribal religion back in home. Only one method I use, give the word. The word of God can only produce faith. So I did not go to Bible college. You don't have to go to Bible college. The very simple gospel. Simple gospel say. What is the simple gospel? God manifested the flesh. His name is Jesus Christ. He lived in this world. Did a great work and proved himself to the Son of God. Then finally the people just crucified him. He died in behalf of you and me. He was buried and he was risen from the dead. If anyone call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He has gone to heaven. He's going to come back. Finished. That's the gospel. The problem sometimes we make complicated. We try to just to put some all our intellectualism. Somehow to confuse people. Don't confuse people. Simple gospel saves people. Simple gospel. As you go through the book of Acts, you can see a simple gospel. Jesus Christ died for your sin and he was buried and he was risen from the dead. He has gone to heaven and the Bible says, if anyone call upon his name shall be saved. Simple gospel that each and every one of us know because we are saved. Then finally, he has given a new position and in a new uh, with the position always come a reasonable responsibility. The word of God says, verse 20, Now then we are ambassadors for Christ. As the God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead be reconciled to God. A new position. We were so far away from God, saved us. New creation, new relationship, given a new ministry, a new position. Every one of us are ambassadors of Christ. We are here to representing Jesus Christ. So this morning, as I represent even the Lord Jesus Christ, my prayer, my pleading is this word, the word 920. The word of God says, the God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ. We pray in Christed, be a reconciled to God. There may be someone over here tonight, today morning. You never know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord. It is the prayer and beseech and the crying and appealing from behind this pulpit is that be a reconciled to God by putting Jesus Christ in your life. Ask him to come to your life. Let me tell you, no church can save anybody else. Even this church cannot save. No offering can save any people. No baptism can save any people. Even association with God's people cannot just make you a Christian. You need to have Jesus Christ. If you never received him as your own savior, never ask him one day in your life as the Lord Jesus Christ, Telling him, Lord, I'm a lost sinner. I'm lost. But you came to save me. You died in behalf of me and buried and risen from the dead, which I read and heard many times. But I did not just ask you to come to my heart. Dear Lord Jesus, come to my heart. 
our Savior, very kind Savior. You will never find such a kind Savior anywhere in this world. He never come and force you. He never come and just uh, uh, force you just to take your neck and down, come on, trust me. No, he doesn't say that. He said, loving, kind Savior. I remember a word that in Revelation chapter 3, he purchased the uh, church with his own blood, but still he knocked on the door. Can I come? Such a gentle Savior we have in the Lord Jesus. My prayer today morning, if there may be someone over here, if you never received him, never trusted him, never asked him to come to your heart, my Savior is just waiting. I did everything for you. Will you ask me to come in? That will change your life. Change your destiny. Change everything in your life. You'll be a new person. And God can help that. I pray this morning, if there may be someone not saved, will you ask him to come to your heart? But there are other Christians. God has given a ministry of reconciliation to you. Will you? Maybe God, Spirit might have put somebody in your heart today. I have to pray for that individual in my family. I need to give gospel. Very tenderly, mercifully, simple gospel. Maybe someone who just started with me far away now, need to pray for him, maybe just her, and maybe the Lord can bring them back. Oh God, help me to be a reconciler, giving the message of reconciliation to others. We cannot save people, but he can save. But he has given the ministry of reconciliation. May the rich Lord help you and me to know your need today. If you are not saved, the cry of the pulpit today, will you put your trust? If you are a saved person, if you are not actively involved in the ministry of reconciliation, will you say, Lord, help me? God bless you. We hope that message was an encouragement to you. To stay up to date with us, please follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook at LBC Schenectady. If you would like more information on how heaven can be your home, please visit lighthousebaptist.org slash the gospel.